Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of the Spark Podcast. My name is Jack, I'll be your host and today we are going to talk about ball lightning. Now before I get into it, um, it may sound a little bit different um, because I've moved to a new house. <clears throat> so my studio slash office is um, a bit more bare at the moment. The last one had a bed in it and that ate up all of the sound uh, that was reverberating around. But there's probably a more noticeable echo in this room. Um, the only thing I have in here is my desk with the PC on it. And um, I suppose I have a wardrobe and my weight bench as well. But not a lot of those things are sound absorbing. So I may have to invest in some um, soundproofing. So the acoustics might be shit for a while. And I don't know if I'm going to bother investing too much in it. Unless someone wants to give me money for it. <laughs> sponsors I'm looking at you but that's a way down the line um, <clears throat> right we're going to talk about ball lightning ball lightning is um, as you can probably tell from the name it's literally a ball of lightning um, it's a natural phenomenon it's extremely rare um, something I heard about on QI I believe um but I could be wrong. Something I've been aware of for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Because it's one of those phenomenons that we're not exactly sure how it happens. So we're going to talk about it today. And the only way to really appreciate it is to um, talk about what lightning is. Um, it's that flash in the sky that scares the shit out of dogs and children. Uh, well, I suppose it's more the sound that scares them, the thunder. But the lightning is what causes the thunder. Um, so, uh, during a storm, water and ice move around inside a cloud. Um, they're forced up by warm air currents, forced down by gravity, and compressed within the cloud itself. Um, just like when you're rubbing a balloon... Um, against your hair you can create static electricity the same thing happens with these water and ice particles um, they become charged it's not clear how it happens um, but charges separate in the cloud positive charges moves up and negative charges move down um, I couldn't find anything on this but I think maybe it might have something to do with the charge of the earth um, Maybe the Earth is maybe a small bit negatively charged, and the positives are moving. Or sorry, positively charged, and the positives are moving away, and the negatives are moving towards it. But I don't know. That's just a guess. <clears throat> In the cloud, once a significant charge separation has built up, um, the positive and negative charges seek to reach each other and neutralize. Um, what happens is streamers come up from the ground to form a pathway. Uh, once this pathway is completed, a spark forms and the charge is neutralized. As the negative charge races down, the air surrounds it, surrounding it heats up. Um, the spark is ridiculously hot. Um, it's 20,000 degrees Celsius, which is like the temperature of the sun. This is nuts. Uh, and it rapidly heats the air and creates a shockwave. Um, it's like a little explosion, essentially. Um, and if you've ever seen lightning, you know that you see the lightning before you hear the thunder because light travels faster than sound. 
Um, light travels at around 300 millimeters per second, and sound only travels at about 300 meters per second. So it's a factor of a million. <laughs> light travels a million times faster than sounds than sound. Um, so if you, for example, um, see a storm in the distance and you see the lightning, um, for every four seconds between the flash and you hearing the thunder, the thunderstorm is one mile away, which is pretty pretty handy to keep in mind. I always thought it was one second to one mile uh, when I was younger, because I think that's what my uncle told me once, <laughs> and it stuck with me forever, and now I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That, that seemed a little too round to me. So every four seconds, it's one mile away. Um, and that's basically what lightning is. It's basically an electrical discharge from the earth to the sky or from the sky to the earth. <clears throat> At any time, there are over 2,000 thunderstorms occurring worldwide, each producing over 100 lightning strikes a second. Um, that's 8 million lightning bolts every day. Um, if, it's hard to believe, but it's happening right now. There's a lightning storm somewhere. Um, each lightning flash is about three miles long, but only about a centimeter wide. Uh, a lightning strike discharges about one to ten billion joules of energy and produces a current of between 30,000 and 50,000 amps. Um, a single lightning bolt unreaches as much energy as a blowing up a ton of TNT. Um, and the strike is actually made up of between 3 and 12 individual lightning strokes, each lasting only a few thousands of a second. So it goes up back and forth um, a couple of times, between 3 and 12. Now, I did just say that a lightning bolt is as strong as blowing up a ton of TNT, and it's between 30,000 and 50,000 amps. So how dangerous is lightning, really? Um, and it turns out pretty, pretty fucking dangerous. Uh, each year, lightning kills roughly 10,000 people in the world, which sounds like a fuck ton to me. I don't know anyone who's even been hit by lightning, but I suppose 10,000 out of 7 billion isn't, isn't crazy. It's believable. <laughs> At least I believe it. <laughs> Uh, in the US, on average, 90 deaths are reported every year. Um, injuries are a lot more common, uh, with 100,000 globally and 400 in the US. Um, lightning strikes aren't distributed evenly. Um, hotspots include the Midwestern and Southeast United States, Central America, Northern regions of South America, Sub-Saharan Africa, Madagascar, and Southeast Asia. Basically, regions that experience hot and humid weather tend to see more thunderstorm activity, which makes sense. Um, we only see kind of thunderstorms in Ireland around, oh, I want to say like autumn, autumn and spring, when it's like just getting warm, but it's still humid um, or just starting to get cold and or stopping being warm and starting to get more humid. You know what I mean? We get... We have storm seasons. It happens once a year, basically. And you might see lightning once or twice a year. Well, in Cork or Limerick, anyway, the places I've been living. Something very um, <clears throat> humbling about lightning. And, like, I think it comes from 
I don't think it comes from, but you can see why children are fucking terrified of it. <laughs> I was talking about it with my housemate last night as I was writing this. Um, and she was telling me that she used to hide under the stairs with her sister. And it's totally believable. Like, it's... You literally... The world is exploding outside your house. <laughs> like... It's just flashes of light from the sky that you have no idea what that is. It makes a big loud noise and it's a big flash and it seems dangerous. It is dangerous. Um, and there's some inbuilt human thing to just run away from that. Just no. <laughs> you can't fight this. Go away. Just hide somewhere. And that's what kids do. And that's what I feel like whenever I'm in the middle of a storm. I've, I often see storms in a distance. It's very rare that I'm actually in the middle of a storm and the lightning bolts are fucking terrifying when they happen right outside your house it's nuts and that's it and you go blind for a second and you just hope that nothing is damaged I'm sure there was a few fires in Cork recently actually from lightning storms yeah it's about that it's about that time right now end of summer um, autumn's coming on it's lightning, lightning time. Uh, there are different types of lightning. You have cloud-to-ground lightning, which is negative. Um, a lightning discharge between cloud and ground uh, initiated by a downward-moving, negatively-charged stepped leader. Abbreviated CG, negative. <laughs> negative CG. Um, negative CGs are more common than positive CGs, uh, most of the lightning you can see striking the ground in a storm is of the negative cloud-to-ground variety. Uh, negative cloud-to-ground, negative CGs, <laughs> lightning strikes can be identified visually and in photographs by their distinctive downward branching, aside from the portion of the channel very close to the ground where upward leaders can be branched upward. Um, Negative CGs commonly consists of multiple return strokes, as we were mentioning earlier, um, which are additional pulses of current that illuminate the channel again and again. The first return stroke of a negative CG is usually the only branched one. Uh, the branches usually do not illuminate again in subsequent return strokes. So once it finds a path, it sticks to it. Uh, you don't get that kind of dendritic growth out to either sides. Um, after the first pulse. You also have positive CGs. Um, positive CGs are less common than negative CGs and usually are associated with supercell thunderstorms and trailing stratiform precipitations regions uh, between squall lines. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but that's different types of clouds. Um, I can't really describe what those types of clouds are. You're going to have to look at them. Um, stratiform and squall. Um, positive CG lightning strikes can be identified visually and in photography by their distinctive lack of branching. Positive CGs occasionally will have branching at the higher altitudes but very near ground. So it's the opposite of the negative CGs, which makes sense, positive, negative. Um, you also have ground to cloud lightning. Um, ground to cloud lightning, sometimes called upward moving lightning. Uh, is a discharge between cloud and ground initiated by an upward-moving leader originating from an object on the ground. <clears throat> Ground-to-cloud lightning strikes are common on tall towers and skyscrapers. Um, 
Ground to Cloud can be abbreviated as GC. I'm just going to call it GC Lightning. Um, GC Lightning can also be either positive or negative in polarity. Uh, lightning that demonstrates upward branching is a clear indication of a GC flash, a ground to cloud flash. Um, though some upward moving lightning is branchless below the cloud base. You also have um, intra-cloud lightning. Um, this is the most common type of electrical discharge. Uh, lightning inside a single storm or cloud, uh, jumping between different charge regions in the cloud. Uh, intra-cloud lightning is sometimes called sheet lightning because it lights up uh, the sheet or the sky with a sheet of light. Um, all of or parts of the actual channel may be obscured inside the cloud and may or may not be visible to an observer on the ground. Um, this is not to be confused with cloud-to-cloud -cloud lightning. Um, do I have cloud, cloud lightning here? I don't. But obviously cloud to cloud lightning is cloud to cloud lightning. It goes across the sky from one cloud to another. Whereas the intra-cloud lightning is all within one system. So you'd have like one, what we call a peak on a cloud to another peak on a cloud of the same system or within one massive storm, which is fairly common. It just lights the sky and there's no interaction with the ground. You have anvil crawlers. Um, these are the kind of creepy tree-like um, in-cloud lightning discharger, discharges whose uh, leader propagation is resolvable to the human eye. Uh, in other words, the anvil crawler's movement is slow enough compared to most other lightning charges that a human observer or normal speed video camera can see its rapid motion across the sky. Um, this type of lightning, sometimes referred to as crawlers or rocket lightning, often cover very large distances, resulting in vast, spectacular sky-filling discharges. Um, they're the kind of ones that spread out everywhere. They um, just branch and branch and branch and branch into different charges relatively slowly. Um, they're very often... Um, very high altitude events and as such typically result in soft rolling thunder due to a great distance uh, from the observer. The name anvil crawler is derived from the visible crawling motion and their tendency to appear along the underside, underside of the anvil portions of a thunderstorm. Um, anvil crawlers can either occur independently completely within the cloud or in connection with a cloud to cloud discharge so they just they're just the big spreading ones that are pretty cool. And you hear the rolling thunder from it. They're like, boom, 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 boom. I'm not very good with my thunder noises. I don't know why I tried. Um, <laughs> actually, it reminds me. I use um, an app when I'm reading. Um, it's called a soft murmur. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, it just makes random rain, thunder waves, and wind noises. It's like a white noise machine. You can pay to unlock fire, birds, crickets, coffee shops, singing bowls, and white noise. But like, it's it's great for me, and I like the the sound of thunder and rain when I'm reading. I just think it's great. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. If they'd like to sponsor me, just get in touch. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I have my email address, but you'll probably find it somewhere. Ah, coffee's gone. Um, back to lightning. 
Um, you also have bolt from the blue, which is a fairly common saying. Um, a bolt from the blue, which is sometimes called anvil lightning, uh, not to be confused with anvil crawlers or anvil to ground lightning. Um, a bolt from the blue is a name given to a cloud to ground lightning that's charged that strikes far away from its parent thunderstorm. A bolt from the blue typically originates in the highest regions of a cumulonimbus, yeah, cumulonimbus um, cloud, traveling horizontally a good distance away from the thunderstorm before making a vertical descent to Earth. Um, due to the final strike point being a significant distance from the storm, sometimes up to 10 miles away, these lightning events can occur at locations with clear blue skies overhead, uh, hence the name. Um, while many bolts in blue are positive flashes, some are not. Um, some are negative, I assume. <laughs> it didn't say much more than that. just said some aren't positive, so they're probably negative. Um, you have cloud-to-air lightning. It refers to a discharge or a portion of a discharge jumping from a cloud to clear air. Um, technically speaking, all cloud-to-ground lightning strikes contain cloud-to-air components in the many branches that extend away from the main channel and terminate abruptly in mid-air. Um, but the most visually dramatic examples of cloud-to-air lightning occurring occur when a long, bright lightning channel jumps out of the side of a cumulonimbus cloud and terminates in the clear air surrounding the storm. So it just flashes out and doesn't go anywhere. It just stops in the air. <coughs> cumulonimbus. It's a difficult word to read. It just it looks like Columbus to me for some reason. I just and whenever I look at it, I just go, oh, Nina Pinta and Santa Maria, Columbus, but it's Camilonimbus. Um, you have bead lightning too. Bead lightning is the name given to the decaying stage of a lightning channel in which the luminosity of the channel breaks up into segments. So you'll have gaps between, um, and that's why it's called bead lightning. Uh, nearly every lightning discharge will exhibit beading as the channel cools immediately after the return stroke sometimes referred to as the lightning's bead-out stage. Um, bead lightning is more properly a stage of a normal lightning discharge rather than a type of lightning itself. Um, a ribbon lightning, which refers to um, the visual appearance of a photographed lightning's flash individual return strokes being separated by visual, visible gaps on the final exposure. Um, so you'll see like four or five streaks just right next to each other and it's something that um is caused by wind blowing the lightning channel sideways during the exposure so it's not the camera moving it's actually the the lightning moving itself you can see photos of it online it's uh they're fairly interesting it just looks like a really wide channel of lightning with gaps in between um you have sprites and jets as well uh, these are the last ones I'm going to talk about because we're, we're going way too much into lightning here. Um, electrical discharges that occur uh, high above active thunderstorms are called sprites and jets. Um, sprites appear as vertical red columns. They have been found to occur in conjunction with and or as a, as a reaction to positive cloud-to-ground lightning charges. They are swift and faintly lit making them nearly invisible to the naked eye and difficult to photograph. 
Um, these phenomena are best viewed at long distances from large thunderstorm complexes, um, at least 100 miles away. So they're difficult to see, and they, they're red. They seem like they shouldn't exist. I think they're fucking magic. <laughs> it's our remnants of lightning, or our remnants of uh, magic. It just lives in lightning. Um, <laughs> right, so we've talked about all the different types of lightning that we know exist that uh, we have many, many uh, examples of and clear evidence of. But we're here to talk about ball lightning. Now, um, instances of ball lightning, which is a glowing electric orb in the sky, <clears throat> have captivated and mystified us for centuries. Um, Tsar Nicholas II um, I could be wrong. I, Tsar Nicholas was the guy during World War One. He was the Tsar of um, Russia. He was the guy who uh, basically hired Rasputin to uh, take care of his son, who was a hemophiliac. And uh, Rasputin saved his son, but Rasputin became like the fucking weird leader of Russia indirectly. Like, Rasputin's a fucking... <laughs> Rasputin is a different podcast. I could talk about Rasputin for hours. Well, maybe not hours, but a long time. But Tsar Nicholas II, when he was a child, reportedly saw ball lightning. He seems like a reputable character. <laughs> um, it's a bizarre phenomenon, uh, also known as globe lightning, uh, usually appearing during thunderstorms as a floating sphere that can range in colour from blue to orange to yellow and disappearing within a few seconds. It's sometimes accompanied by a hissing sound and an acrid odour. Um, one of the first recorded sightings of ball lightning occurred in 1638 when a great ball of fire came through the window of an English church. Um, that and other early accounts suggest that ball lightning can be deadly. Uh, at least one study theorized that about half of all ball lightning sightings are hallucinations caused by the magnetic fields during storms. That said, uh, scientists seem to agree that ball lightning is in fact real, even if they don't fully understand what causes it. Uh, researchers from, I may butcher the name of this, Lanzhou in China. Um, it's China's Northwest Normal University inadvertently recorded a ball lightning event while studying a 2012 thunderstorm using video cameras and spectrometers. Um, the ball appeared just after the lightning strike and traveled horizontally for about 10 meters. Um, the spectrometer detected silicone, iron, and calcium in the ball, all of which were also present in the local soil. Soil. Um, the Lanzo researchers' papers kind of support the theory that ball lightning results from a ground strike um, that creates a reaction between oxygen and vaporized elements in the soil. Um, this ionized air or plasma is the same condition that enables St. Elmo's fire, um, the stationary glow that is sometimes confused with ball lightning. So St. Elmo's fire is um, just another word for plasma. <laughs> And if you don't know what plasma is, it's it's fucking cool. Um, 
if you go to school, you're always told that there's three states of matter. You have your gas, your liquids, and your solids, but there's actually four. The fourth one is um, plasma, which is essentially just a superheated gas. It's what lightsabers are made out of <laughs> in Star Wars. But like it, it, you can get those um, plasma toys. Um, like if you go into like a, a science shop, or sometimes they have them in Debenhams around Christmas time, you'll have those orbs with like the the little kind of tendrils of light coming from a little ball inside of the glass orb. That's plasma. It's basically just superheated gas, but that's a fairly safe version of it because they sell it to children. Plasma is cool. Um, that might be another podcast. <laughs> I'm coming up with ideas while I'm writing this one. Um, but yeah, that, people call it St. Elmo's Fire for whatever reason. Apparently, St. Elmo was the first person to see it. Um, the presence of glass may actually be a major factor in generating ball lightning. According to another theory published in 2012, uh, 2012 seems to be the big year for fucking ball lightning. I don't know why. Um, atmospheric ions could pile up at the surface of a window, um, producing enough of an electrical field on the other side to generate a discharge. Um, another study published in 2016 suggests that microwave radiation produced when lightning strikes the ground could become encapsulated in a plasma bubble, resulting in ball lightning. Um, ball lightning has also been associated with earthquakes. Um, the rare flashes of light sometimes seen around earthquakes can take many forms. Uh, bluish flames that appear to come out of the ground at ankle height, uh, quick flashes of bright light that resemble regular lightning strikes, except that they originate from the ground instead of the sky, and the floating orbs known as ball lightning. In 2014, uh, a study of earthquake lights, uh, in a study of earthquake lights, researchers concluded that certain rocks tend to release electrical charges when a seismic wave hits, um, sparking colorful displays of light. Uh, aiming to understand how ball lightning happens, scientists have tried to recreate it. Um, in 2006, researchers at Israel's University of Tel Aviv created a laboratory version of ball lightning using a microwave beam. <clears throat> in 2018, quantum physicists demonstrated a synthetic knotted magnetic field that mirrors and possibly helps explain ball lightning. Uh, but despite all of these investigations and lab experiments, ball lightning still refuses to be pinned down. Um, scientists say that they have much to learn about the mysterious phenomenon, and it might be a while before we figure it out. Now, that's all the research. In my theory, <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm barely an engineer. But what I think happens is basically a combination of what they've already come up with is um, because they found particles in the lightning that were part of the soil what I think happens is the lightning strikes the soil and because there's so much fucking energy it just blasts it into the air and it superheats it <clears throat> and those particles become well they go from solid to gas to plasma almost instantaneously and 
you gotta remember these things only last a couple of seconds so um what i think is happening is these particles are vaporized instantaneously and they're all together they're all blasted up and only the ones that are like when it hits the ground i imagine particles are scattered everywhere but the ones that go basically into the air together are still on that um arc of the lightning strike and as i said earlier the lightning goes back and forth like between three and 12 times so it's just a constant heat for milliseconds don't get me wrong but it's a lot of heat so what i think is happening is the particles are blasted up um the ones in the middle that are still on the arc of the lightning become so superheated that they become plasma and you gotta remember when things become gaseous they <clears throat> become a lot less dense and they can they can float a bit um and if you become more gaseous than gas <laughs> i.e plasma you're going to glow and you're going to float up um that research paper from Zhao said they saw it go upwards about 10 meters which makes sense because it's less dense than the air around it so it will go up um if it is in fact plasma but it doesn't make sense because <laughs> then it wouldn't be lightning maybe it isn't lightning it's just called ball 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 lightning <laughs> because it's um it occurs during thunderstorms but then that wouldn't really explain the um when it happens around windows there are a lot of um illustrations one particularly good one of four french lads sitting around a table and there's just like <laughs> uh it's 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 not a crude drawing it's better than what i could do but like for renaissance era it's pretty crude um they're sitting around a table you can find it online if you just search ball lightning uh, it'll probably be in the top 10 google images but there's four french lads sitting around the table and um <laughs> there's just like something that looks like the sun but a very small version of it just comes in a window and they all jump out of their seats and go ah oh, fuck <laughs> the sun is coming in the window that's uh, that's a reported sighting of ball lightning it doesn't really explain the the window one but maybe they're two different things there are a lot of things over the course of human history that we thought were the same but were in fact very different a lot of things we thought were very different are in fact the same and the only way to find out is to learn more about them and i'm not going to do that <laughs> i'm just going to talk about it at the start hopefully someone else will look more into it i really hope so because it's one of my favorite things to talk about when people say um people don't say it a lot but sometimes people will come up to me and they'll be like oh do you know anything that we don't know or possibly can't ever know and obviously, like, the meaning of life is a big one and all that shit, but um, this is one of my favorite ones to bring up is ball lightning, because not a lot of people know about it. Uh, if you're very into your geography or your weather or whatever, you are going to be aware of it, but I don't know a lot of people who are very into geography or weather. Um, I know a few, don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> they're not the kind of people I'd go drinking with. Although, I suppose if we were going to talk specifically about this, I probably could have a pint or two with them. Um... But anyway, that's enough about ball lightning and my rambling for now. 
I am going to pack this up, put it up online, and I'm going to go for a run because it's nice and raining outside and I haven't gone for a run in the rain in a while. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback or comments whatsoever, please feel free to comment down below. Uh, all my sources are in the description, as always, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, and bye-bye. Thank you.